Let's bow our heads now and, and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the people that we have here, the friends, and, and for your message for us, your spiritual message, your health message. And make us to understand more about our bodies and our minds, to help other people, to help our relatives, to help our friends, to help the community. Make us to be inspired by you with your Holy Spirit and have the power to make the change necessary for us to have a better life. And then we can share. We ask your presence now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for those that are still in the program. <laughs> I, I think some of the, the other guys are going to come a little later. But uh, anyways... Uh, let's go for the cancer prevention. We started yesterday in general talk about uh, what are the screening uh, and then today we will focus most, mostly on the factors that we know about cancer. So after we finish this we will start with the cancers individual. We, I believe we are going to start with lung cancer. I, I expect to finish lung cancer today also. And then uh, this is the most important lecture. So if you have to miss anything, should be today. No, shouldn't be today. <laughs> but uh, this is the more important because this is when we talk about uh, 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 the factors that are causing cancer. And then there is one more important lecture that is the last one. Because in the last one, we will wrap it up and we'll talk about some other things like cell phone and microwave, if this is causing cancer or not, and what is the pros and cons. And, and then we will talk about uh, the Adventist Health Study, what we have in the Adventist Health Study, the first one, in the Adventist Health Study, the second one, and then the Adventist Study 2, that is, the, in fact, the third one. And, and then we will explain uh, and, and uh, see some statistics uh, in terms of... Uh, of cancer too and other diseases. So that, that last lecture is going to happen Friday, and that one you should not miss. Uh, so if you are missing something, uh, but you have the opportunity to get the CDs, and then you have everything there. And I just heard that they are going to record that in AudioVerse. I don't know if you are recording for someone or for yourself. Yes, just for you. For... Yeah, I want it. <laughs> So you please, at least for me, you should, uh, we should uh, make arrangements that to have it. But the audio verse uh, is uh, over here, so at least you can listen to the, to the program uh, if you go to audioverse.com or audioverse.org or something like that. should do matter. Oh, this is advanced source. .org, audioverse.org. Okay. That's uh, the introduction here. So we should not tell people about that, but uh, it's, it's very important for us that uh, what we eat might constitute our blood and our cells and our... So I don't, I don't do this uh, presentation in the church. I don't present this slide in the church, but I, 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 here I, I, I'm a little more open to, to show this. And the reason for that is that we have to be careful to not offend people, and, and then we put people off when we start making jokes about their, their diet and because we are better. So that, that's not the right, the right position. But as we are talking about uh, cancer prevention, we will know that uh, diet is one of the most important things. 
I like to use this. Uh, this is kind of old. They, they didn't renew that yet. This is, uh, is about uh, 1997, 1996 that they did the first one. And they kept, if you go to their site, to Harvard Report uh, site from the Harvard School of Medicine, they still have this one there. So I'm okay to use that. But uh, this is a traditional uh, um, report on cancer prevention that put the two main factors in terms of cancer prevention, that is smoking and diet. So those are the most important factors that are responsible for uh, maybe two-thirds of the cancers that we have around. And uh, in the beginning, we thought that was just uh, lack of fruits and vegetables or, or the presence of, uh, of meat, but now we have this whole thing about obesity that is related to a series of cancer cancers. And so... We will talk about that. So what we are going to do today, we are going to cover all of this with, a, with a, I would say, um, focus on the ones that are uh, not bold here. So the ones that are bold, we will cover them, but those, those are mostly the ones that we cannot change. Occupational, maybe you can. But... Um, Family history is hard, uh, perinatal factors, maybe reproduction, uh, economic situation, environmental pollution. So sometimes people cannot go on there. And medical procedures also is a little hard. So the main one, smoking. Um, here is the, the, the list that we are going to cover now. But the main one is smoking, tobacco. I don't know who invented this idea that we that we should smoke something, but uh, it came, I think the original, original uh, I would say, when we saw fire for the first time, we get fascinated by that. And uh, I, I wish in the Bible they, say, they, they tell us something, what Adam and Eve, when they saw fire, what was that? Um, because I believe before sinning, there was no fire. I believe, I, I, I might be wrong. <laughs> and fire was something that came after, after the, the, the sin. But any, anyways, we see, we see in all the, 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 the ancient uh, um, natives in, in the world cultures that they have fire. They are fascinated by fire. Either they make sacrifice or, or they use pipes to the peace, uh, pipes of peace or something like that. And that's maybe one reason that people smoke. The, the first time that we heard something about... Uh, smoking that might be carcinogenic was in 1604 when this king in England mentioned that uh, a counter blast of tobacco smoking is a custom loathsome to the eye, hateful to the nose, harmful to the brain, dangerous to the lungs, and in the black, stinking fume thereof nearest resembling the horrible Stygian smoke of the pit that is bottomless. If you are in the literature, you can help me with that. I don't know what is the Stygian smoke here. Anybody knows? I tried to get this information, but I'm still lost on that. Well, it looks like it's some, something that is smoking, like a, in a dumping or something like that. And anybody know? No? Okay, let's, let's Google it. <laughs> Cancer is related to this, uh, smoking is related to these uh, main cancers. 
you see that it's not just the uh, respiratory cancer. It goes beyond that. It goes to the stomach. It, go, it goes to circulation. The, the poison is in, in, uh, in smoking, and, and they reached organs like the bladder and the kidneys and even the, the cervix, uh, uter, uterus cervix, and then produce leukemia and then are related to all of these types of cancers. So it's... Um, it's a poison, is a real poison. Animals naturally do not smoke. The idea to inhale smoke is not uh, usual for them. So these pictures uh, are, are just for kidding because uh, nobody has ever seen these animals smoking. And uh, with rare exceptions, I, I, I believe one time they made a bat to smoke and looks like the bat will smoke. I, I never heard that. I never see that, but I heard. But um, it's necessary to have intelligence to smoke. Isn't that amazing that we have to have a brain? Because if you smoke the first time, you will reject that. You will cough. You will sneeze. It's, it's not a, so I, you have to pass that phase, and then, and then you start uh, smoking. So you have to have a brain and a good brain. When I pass this, people say, oh, no, Einstein would not. He smoke, I mean, he's, he is wise enough to know better. <laughs> but uh, it, it, sometimes it's not, uh, you, you will see that nicotine is so addictive that uh, nicotine is considered today at the same level of cocaine and heroin. So just for you to have an idea, it's just because it's legal, but uh, in terms of addictiveness, is is in the same place. I mean... The doctors in the house know how hard it is to quit heroin. Cocaine you can pass by, but heroin is something that uh, traditionally we say that there is no cure for that. We change, we exchange with methadone, and they can live by with methadone. This is an official addiction. Mostly that's, uh, that, that's, that's what uh, happens. So you see that the nicotine is a substance that is very, very, very addictive. And I, I used to tell this uh, uh, experience that uh, the um, researchers did with pigs. They put pigs in a, in a circle and then, uh, and then put an electrical fence surrounding that circle. The pigs will go and they will touch that fence and they will never go there anymore. Never. They took this, the, the, the fence, the electrical fence off and the pigs would not go over that part. But human beings, they get those things and they want more and more and more and they, they learn to pass the pain and then they want to have this more and more. So what is that about our, our intelligence? I mean, intelligence and, and, and wiseness, so wisdom. Well, this is uh, human beings. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what we have in cigarette smoking. According to Hoffman, uh, he wrote a, uh, an article uh, analyzing what is that they have. So they have carbon monoxide, ammonia, nitrogen oxide that causes inflammation in the lungs, hydrogen cyanide that's supposed to be a, a, a poison here that kills the cilia in the, in the lungs, hydrogen sulfide that produces irritation in, in the respiratory tract, acrolein that is also cilia toxin, methanol, that we use to we use that in Brazil to as a fuel for cars, talks upon inhalation and ingestion. 
Um, we have also pyridine, nicotine, phenol, catechol, aniline, acrolein. Well, we have a lot of people, but these are the substances, one of them that uh, in animals are producing uh, um, uh, mutagenic effects or carcinogenic in labs. You see, uh, here we have nicotine that is the main addictive factor in cigarette smoking. And also my effect, uh, endocrine systems, and there is one research that nicotine might be cancer uh, producing also. So the idea that we can pass by just uh, smoking an e-cigarette that does not have much of those carcinogenics here, but just have nicotine, might not be the, the, the best one because we still have something that can produce cancer. Well, uh, we mentioned yesterday that uh, uh, smoking contains 4,800 compounds. Uh, and then they have these additives that the companies are putting in smoking, 599. And it's, uh, depends on the brand of cigarette, they will lose some or other of these uh, 599. Uh, <coughs> Before we go there. There is 69 carcinogens in, in smoking. 11 human carcinogens proven to, to cause cancer in men. And then seven probably, probable that they call, they call cancer. And 49 animal carcinogens that, that also has, are, are possibly to cause cancer in men. We don't have a sure answer on that. Why? <laughs> we should put like a, a patch of these carcinogens in the skin and wait the person to live, I mean, a couple of years and see if the skin grow a cancer. But who is going to do that in a human being? It's not very well accepted ethically, so. Okay, uh, this is the Agency for Research on Cancer, the classification. And this you find in that book that I mentioned yesterday, the Boyle. Uh, coming back here, this is uh, one that uh, mentioned about what we have in cigarettes that we use in our normal life here, uh, uh, usual products that we buy in Home Depot, like acetone for, for paint stripper, acetylene, welding torches, arsenic uh, is an end poison, uh, benzene in a palm, well, we don't buy that in, 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 uh, in Home Depot, but butane is a lighter, uh, lighter fuel. Cadmium, car batteries, carbon monoxide, car exhaust fumes, DDT, insecticide, formaldehyde, embalming fluid. Uh, that's a good one for the smokers. They are preparing themselves for that. Sorry about that. Hydrogen cyanide, capital punishment by gas, lead, old, old paint and, and leaded gasoline, methanol, uh, rocket fuel, nicotine. They use nicotine for cockroach poison. Huh. Phenol, toilet bowl disinfectant, polonium-210 nuclear weapons, and uh, propyleno, propylenic glycol, antifreeze, toluene, industrial solvent, vinyl chloride pass. I want to stay here, just here, polonium-210. If you want to make someone to quit smoking now, you can tell them that when the person who smokes, he, he is or she is inhaling some radioactive substance. Oh, my goodness. But this is what we have there. And this is one of the cancer-causing agents because we'll 
uh, radiation will cause uh, uh, the cell to mutate, as we uh, saw yesterday. So this is enough uh, one reason to, well, of course they will say, well, is this similar to the normal level of radiation from the, from the ground? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but uh, anyways, this is, uh, is being a very good, uh, I, I remember I used that a lot in my smoking cessation class and counseling, say, hey, you have something there that uh, should be enough for you to, to, to stop. Um, the 11 carcinogens that they are proven to, to cause cancer are here. Naphtelamine, uh, well, you can read that. I don't need to. But uh, you see the, the bottom list is the polonium-210 here. I don't know if it's in polonium, because Polo polonia for us is, uh, is Polish um, or Poland. And um, I don't know what, why. They, maybe Poland has a lot of, uh, of resources. Yeah? The Polish sites. Oh, the Polish sites. Okay. So uh, there is a name. Thank you. So didn't we talk about something like that? But we didn't talk about cigarettes. But uh, we are we are loading the gun with a, with a weapon. I remember I have a psychiatrist that was my professor when I finished medical school in psychiatry, and he was uh, he was uh, what we call uh, a smoker uh, in a row. The the ones that uh, chain smoker, yeah. They did. And then uh, yeah, we, we talk about several things. We have to handle this guy in our class. He's a professor. And we have to handle him until we get to suicide. When we get to suicide, one of the kids asks, how about self-suicide, self-slow suicide? And the guy could not talk anymore <laughs> because that's what they are doing. I mean, nothing than that. Well, I prefer chewing tobacco, yeah, as the, the guys in baseball do. So I have one patient. Uh, it was a nurse in Loma Linda, and she came to our program. She stopped smoking. She was so happy. But her husband was smoking, too. And he came, and he could not stop. And then I told her, we have a problem now, because if your husband smokes and you don't, you might, you might have a, a hard time. Well, I don't know what they did there. But uh, she came back to, to, to us and uh, asked, how about the, 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 the man, the gentleman? And he said, well, he is chewing tobacco now. Okay, good for you. Yeah, but I cannot kiss the guy anymore. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't know about that, but uh, at least for her it was not bad. And then uh, when you chew tobacco, according to the tobacco atlas, uh, tobacco atlas, uh, you might increase your risk of oral cavity, uh, lip, tongue, pal palate, and pharynx cancer. So you just choose where you want your cancer, okay? You want the lung, you smoke the cigarette. You want it in the mouth, and so you do cigars. You want it in the lip, so you do uh, chewing. I mean, you want it in the nose, they have some sniffing. So it's, a, it's about of a taste preference. Of course, we don't talk about that with the smokers, so they are sensitive. Okay. So <laughs> we, we cannot say like that, but uh, I mean for us. By the way, if you buy the CD, we have the tobacco atlas in the CD. I'm not making any commercial, but because you already bought. So uh, is that, uh, you, can, you can get this online too. 
How to stop smoking? When you put a new on, a new nicotine patch, you are supposed to take the old ones off, please. <laughs> Some people, uh, um, they are so addicted to nicotine. Uh, I'll tell you, I have one patient. She comes to our clinic uh, with an oxygen tank. And she comes, so I need help, Dr. Dosan. So I give the program, she goes home, she comes back, cannot stop, Dr. Dosan. We have emphysema, bronchitis, whatever you call, she has. Whatever disease you call, she has. I mean, depression, hypertension, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, multiple disease. Then she comes back another week, Toto Nussans, help me, I cannot stop. And I am with that lady for one year. Cannot stop. We, we gave Shantix, Zyban, patches, inhaler, e-cigarettes, whatever you, you, you think she is using. And cannot stop. So what we use for smoking, we have, uh, if we want to help someone without doing medication, they, they call cold turkey. I don't like that name, cold turkey. You quit cold turkey and say, well, well poor, poor turkey. Huh? But uh, we use, uh, you can, if you use the techniques, you can quit. And the techniques that we have are, are summarized here. You set it, you have to set a quit date. Then you have to control your environment. I mean, better to, to erase uh, or, or eliminate everything that uh, uh, kind of uh, resembles cigarette smoking. And, and, and fill your environment with, uh, with uh, clean things, with, with, with fruits and other things, and uh, throw away the, the ashtrays and other things like that. Then you get a, a, a support group. It's very important if you have a support group or a sponsor. And then if you are going to be the sponsor, you have to help these guys. I mean, don't nag at them. Don't put them down. Don't judge them. I mean, keep in mind that nicotine is a severe type of addiction. Then if you have this in mind, you can help them. Because you have many of people, they will stop after four or five times they try. They will not stop at first time. So just keep that in mind. You ask them how many times you tried. So I never try and say, well, he might not stop at the first trial. So then develop a program of rewarding. I mean, you, you put something there, like uh, how much is a pack of cigarettes? Well, well, how much you pay last time? Five dollars you pay? <laughs> just joking, okay? I'm catching you. <laughs> But it's five dollars. Then you you put five dollars uh, per day if you smoke one pack, and so in in thirty days you have one fifty dollars. And then you can do a celebration uh, if you stop smoking, put that money apart, and so you have a reward. So it's valid for the first six months that you are doing this. is is good to save that money and do a reward. So this is a behavioral technique that they use. Then substitution. They smoker, they, they, they have to have something in their hands. So if you are helping someone, you tell them to have something or a stress ball or, or a pen or whatever. And then they have, to make, uh, they have also to have something in their mouth. So they have to have a, a toothpick, a licorice uh, uh, stick, or, 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 a, or a chewing gum that is sugarless. Please, sugarless. And then um, whatever you, you put uh, 
for them to do. And then you have to assess where, when, what is happening when they smoke. And then they have to do something to replace that. Example, some people, they wake up in the morning, first thing they go for a cigarette. And then you have to, to put a new routine on that. The first thing you wake up in the morning is, is you, you put an orange juice or whatever. Do something else. Go for a walk. Take a, take a shower before. It's funny because one time I was talking about uh, the routine and then I jumped to the spiritual part because I always mention on the lifestyle, we always mention the stress, the value of having a meditation, having a devotion in the, in the beginning of the day because we believe that this is help. Help us as Christians, help any, anybody. So this is a prescription that I do for my patient. You start your day, you are not Christian, okay? Find some spiritual books or something that uh, helps you. Sometimes I get in trouble with that. But, uh, but uh, this time I told the lady, well, do you have a Bible? Because she was Christian. And then, uh, because it's, it would be good to read the Bible. And she said, Dr. Dos Santos, I open my Bible, and the first thing I do after is light a cigarette. <laughs> so <he's, laughs> it, was, it was crazy, but it was a trigger for her, and so that one I cannot use. But uh, it happened to see, for you to see how hard is this addiction. Then the diet exercise stress. The diet is becoming very interesting. Uh, I have uh, one of the books that is from a physician from Australia, and he is saying that, um, according to some research, red meat will increase the craving for cigarettes. So we, we already are on, on board on that. We, we, make, uh, we take for granted that, well, avoid. But this guy was an Australian guy, a physician not related to, he is even a, not a, a creationist person. So another thing that he, they found is that fruits and vegetables in, decrease the cravings. And he mentioned about celery. That is another vegetable that might take this, the, the, the taste away, of uh, the, 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 the craving away. So it's something that we can uh, touch, but uh, again, it's important for us to, do, uh, to give a little bit of uh, counseling there. Alcohol, pepper, and uh, coffee are related to smoking somehow. So we have to cover that. The only problem is when a person is addicted to multiple substances, and many people are. So they are addicted to coffee, to alcohol, to smoking, and, and to food. And then we have to, to do something to cut this, and sometimes it's not easy to, to go over and, and quit all of these things. So with coffee, uh, that is the most common. Many people stop, stop alcohol, and they cannot stop smoking. It's, it's very common, this. But uh, they drink coffee, and then we have to assess if they are addicted to coffee. How do you know if a person is addicted to coffee? Now you can speak a little bit to not sleep too much. <laughs> headaches, if they stop, they, they get headaches. That's Irritability. it. Irritability. That's it. They sleeplessness. Sleeplessness. You can function without it. So we should bring some coffee here, please. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Eleven? Yeah, my goodness. 
Yeah. So when they have uh, this kind of addiction, so I mean, the, the easiest way is to ask them to stop drinking coffee for a couple of days. If they stop drinking coffee for three or four days, they will feel miserable, headache, irritable, and all of these things. So it means that they are addicted. But in general, four or five, if, you, if a person drinks four or five cups of coffee or Coca-Cola per day, they are addicted to it. So if they take off, they will feel uh, symptoms. So then that's why we base, when we deal with people that are, are addicted to coffee, we have to make a deal. Hey, you have to keep in mind the best way is to quit this because this will call for, 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 for cigarettes. But we have to sometimes make in, in, in phases. If you put two of them at the same time, might not be able, some people might not be able to overcome. But it's individual case. I, I just want to mention that uh, you have to be aware of this uh, coffee. In the past, we say, well, kill, quit everything. But some people are very weak. If you quit everything, they will die. Not die, but they will. Oh. I, have, I have one patient that uh, he died after uh, 80 years old smoking, and he died from a heart disease. But... Uh, he was my friend, and then I, he was smoking in front of his daughter. His daughter was always with tonsillitis and, and uh, um, amygdala, uh, amygdalitis, tonsillitis, the same thing, um, rhinitis, and all of these uh, respiratory infections. Ah, otitis. Always, always, every three or four months with that because of the girl. When I talked to him, he said, hey, privacy here. We are friends. We will keep the friendship. But you don't even mention that. So he ended up dying. Um, well, now his, his daughter is, is better. <laughs> but uh, people have these, uh, these uh, barriers sometimes. But um, we have to understand that this is a disease. This is an addiction. Smoke is an addiction. We, that's why we have some uh, help. We have the nicotine patches, the gums, and the lozenges. The lozenges are, I mean, all of these three you can buy over the counter in this state. I don't know if in your countries you can buy that. Do you know anything about that? For, yeah. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The gum also, yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. No, I mean, if you have... If you, if the government uh, allow, well, she's saying that the government pays for that. What I'm asking is that if you can buy without a prescription in your country. Yes. So how about in your, in your, there in Mart Martinique? No. You don't know because you prescribed everything. Huh? You are in charge of that, so. Five-day plan, yeah. Coffee, and meat, sugar, yeah. Sugar is another thing that might related to, to craving. Might increase your craving, yeah. You're right. Yeah, no doubts about that. That's a, 
I, I, I made an interview with Dr. McFarlane, that was the first, uh, he might have been in your country, and he was the one that he started these five-day plans, and he went to China, and he was, when, when China was very heavy communist, and, and he was promoting the five-day plans, which part of that was God? And he said that he was sitting there in the, with the communist leaders, and sometimes one leader will come and will talk to him. Oh, I'm a communist, but I'm a Christian. Don't tell anybody, but I, I'm happy that you are here. And I believe in God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, and so it's very, very interesting. But uh, no doubt, that's, that's the main. I think the main part of the, uh, the five-day plan is, is, is the God part. The other part could improve. I mean, we have now the Breathe Free program that is a little more evoluted, and uh, I use the Quit Now. All of them are, 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 are uh, followers of, uh, of the one, but uh, Quit Now is a little more with the behavioral techniques that I mentioned here. And uh, you can buy the Quit Now in the ministerial department of the General Conference. So we have some departments there that work together. But um, it's not the health department, it's the ministerial department. Quit Now program. So if you are interested, this is a very modern program for the modern five-day plan that you can do. Well, uh, besides that, we have the nasal spray, we have the inhaler, we have the bupropion and the varenicline, the shantix. In some countries, it's shampix. Maybe in your country, it's, it's a different name. Well, we have some restrictions for this. I mean, Zyban uh, is an antidepressive. And as you know, antidepressive has a lot of side effects. I don't like to use that. My, my preference uh, when I get a patient is to use the patches. If I have to do something, first thing is the patches. Why? Low dose. What's that? Okay, if they have a side effect, just take it off. What else? Simple. Ready, available. And they are used to that. So they, they are used to nicotine already. So I don't expect, I mean, people say, well, it's going to cause a heart to, to problem. Excuse me. The guy is, is using two packs of cigarettes per day. Now they, the, 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 the highest patch is 21 milligrams. So you, you, you will not cause more than, than what they already have. And the release of nicotine is going to be slower than, than uh, uh, what you smoke. So I don't see any problem if I have to use that, if I have to help. Question? Well, they have more problem? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I will disagree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we, if we under, this is the, the old school. Sorry about that. It's the old school. Uh, Doctor McFarlane, uh, Dev, it worked. But I mean, the big failure of five day plans is just five day plans. It's, it's, it's five day plans. So you lose 
you lose a lot of smokers because of that program. Because you, in five-day plans, you have 100 people. I mean, 50% uh, stop. The other 50, they will go away. And then this 50% will stop in, in three months. They reduce to 20. And then and then goes, well, I don't know what happened. We never know. Nobody does. And you are going to do another course in, in two or three years in, in ahead. And, I mean, what do you do? So that's the big failure on that. We, we, we accept the, but if we don't do a follow-up, if you don't have a support group, we are not doing much. But I agree with you. The main thing is if we have a support group, if we have a constant program for stop smoking, this would be better than anything else. And I don't, I don't discuss about that. But stay with me. I mean, we are talking here about heroin. Do you expect to do a five-day plan for people to stop taking heroin? It's not as impossible. It's almost like we say, if you talk to a doctor, say it is impossible. So why we don't take some of those can, <laughs> can to help? So that, that's my point. Well, the secret of any stop smoking program is long term. If we promote a long term, it doesn't matter what kind of method you use, but you are providing assistance for these guys too. But the thing is that when you do a long term, you have to have weapons in your pocket. If the guy comes back and you keep saying the same thing, oh, comes back, well, don't, don't drink coffee. They comes back, don't drink coffee, don't drink coffee. And if it doesn't help them, you have to, to, be a, to, to be a little more open, offer something else. And, and we'll help some guys. We got to a point that whatever you do that helps, except, except for hypnotism. I don't buy hypnotism. Hypnotherapy, people are using that to stop smoking. I don't buy that. So, but the other, even putting a, a needle in your ear, if you stop with that, okay, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, well, we say, well, we don't buy acupuncture or whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I, am, uh, I, I am from the side of the patients. Uh, I, I, I feel that uh, we, we have to try as much as possible because this is a big killer. We have to try whatever we can to help this person to, to overcome. And then we have to use what we can, we can and what we cannot if we... Because if they don't stop in their five-day plan, and then we lost it. And then they will not come back. Or if they come back, you are going to put them in the program again. And you are not offering the program, so please, ma'am. The success rate for all of this is 30%. So if you, if you have a better one, you tell me. One day I came here in Florida... The doctors came to the podium telling about a success rate of 70% and say, you are not being honest with me, sorry. Because 70% is like that. You do the program with 100. 
and then in the first week, you lose 50% of this, you just have 50. And then from the 50, 70% of them quit. But you know, you lost 50% already, how can you say 70%? And then, if you go three months with those 50, <laughs> you have lower and lower. You, success rate should be six months after you do the program. At least this is behavioral uh, uh, therapy, behavioral outcomes. Six months after any change is considered a time that uh, we can say that the person is in maintenance. He is uh, now going to a behavior that he already overcome, overcame. Well, one of the best uh, ways that people use is use the patches and an inhaler or the patches and a gum. Um, I, 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 I am very frank with you. I, I really, uh, in the beginning, I was a five-day plan person. When I came to America, I did a lot of five-day plans in Brazil. When I came here, I, I was expecting that I will continue. But uh, if you do a five-day plan, okay, if you don't want to use the patches, you do a five-day plan in this state, in this country, 50% of or your audience will already have the patches. We will be using the patches already. So they will not ask you. They are already using. They need a little more support for that. So, well, that's it. There is another other things that are uh, helping there. E-cigarettes. Uh, there is now a dissolving candy that is uh, getting a little discussion in the in the uh, uh, country here because they said, well, these the kids will like that, and dissolved nicotine is 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 much better. And, they have chewing, smoking, and powder smoking, and the e-cigarettes is a big fuss. I, I am in my class. Most of my students say, well, e-cigarettes not good. And I am the one that's saying that is good. You say, what, what are you talking about? Well, I, I'm saying that um, it's, not, it's not worse than cigarettes. Because they say, well, why, is, why don't the FDA stop this business? They stop these e-cigarettes because this is not something uh, harmful. Well, why don't they stop smoking in the first place? It's on the FDA now. But they cannot stop. And they, can, they cannot stop this. This is less, less harmful than, than cigarettes. So it will not produce too much. Uh, I'm not a defender of this. I like this to use for smoking cessation. Uh, people are using that to substitute. But it will create less um, passive or, or environmental uh, tobacco smoking. So second-hand smoking is going to be lower with, with these e-cigarettes. And then you want to kill yourself, you kill, but don't kill your family, okay? Please. <laughs> and that would be the point. Okay, let's uh, move on from that. Diet and cancer. So diet is 30%. 30% of the cause of cancer is uh, attributed to diet. And this is the main things, I mean, fruits and vegetables. Um, I like this uh, mention here about uh, from Harvard Medical School, one of the most reputable uh, schools in the country. Reduced consumption of saturated fat and red meat might increase the risk of colon and prostate cancer. So I don't know why they don't say that to other uh, types of disease because this is uh, becoming common to diabetes and hypertension and cholesterol and things like that. But at least they are 
they are in the right way. They cannot, they cannot, uh, uh, what do you say, avoid that, omit that, hide that. This is, is getting to the science now more and more and more. Limit your intake of child broiled foods, meat, and avoid deep fried foods, and increase consumption of fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So this is not a Loma Linda book. This is not Loma Linda University uh, uh, saying. This is a Harvard Medical School. That's good. This part here is important for you uh, to know that, I think you know, but uh, when you uh, barbecue the meat and then the meat will drop the fat on the charcoal and the charcoal will, will get the benzopyrene and and this is equivalent to such and such cigarette smoking and so. Like they smoke at meats? Yeah. Yeah. I think we are going to get there. We are going to get there. <laughs> but... Uh, in, in terms of, uh, of, uh, of meat, uh, I, I was born in, in the country that we eat meat uh, three times a day. I was talking to the guys in the, in the morning in class that I was uh, giving a lecture. And then uh, in south of Brazil, they, they, put the, the, they have a stick, and they put the stick on the, uh, on, on the charcoal directly, and then it caused this thing. But one day I was traveling uh, in Argentina with the gauchos in Argentina, and I saw the sticks putting like that. And then uh, in, the, in, the, in the side, they, the, 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 the meat will not drop, and the charcoal will not produce the benzopyrene. So it's better to do that. And when I was in the clinic, I told the patients that, and then they said, oh, thank you, Dr. Dosens. I came to your clinic to learn how to cook meat. <laughs> and that was really messed up. But, but it's still better than. So uh, in the positive side, use more fruits and vegetables because they protect against those four cancers and more cancers. Well, here we have uh, the position that I always push. We don't need to go to the community and say, if you eat red meat, you are going to have this cancer, this cancer, and this disease. And so people will turn off on you if you start like that. So uh, I believe the best way is to go with a DASH diet. Not sure if you know what the DASH diet is. a dietary approach to stop uh, hypertension, okay? It's DASH. You can Google it and you'll know more about that. But the DASH diet, they promote eight servings a day of fruits and vegetables. I don't know, yesterday they mentioned that we should use 10 servings of vegetables and 10 servings of fruits. And then I would say, oh... Who can, add, who can eat that? I mean, you cannot eat 10 servings. 20 servings per day and fruits.
Yeah, but I mean, uh, well, I don't know. I, I never heard 10 servers of each. I would say 10 servers of both. That, that's fine. That's more, yeah. Well, 10 servers of both is, but uh, the, Daesh, the Daesh diet mentioned about 8 to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables per day. So the advantage of this is that this is not from Loma Linda again. So you can use that. And this, they, they, they follow up with uh, whole grains. They follow up with other things that low, low fat meats and they, they are not vegetarian. But uh, I have a, a hypertension clinic in, my, in, in, a, in a church one time. And then we have a group of people with hypertension. This is something that uh, uh, I, I preach that we should do more. I used to have a cholesterol clinic, hypertension clinic, diabetes clinic in the church. That was a support group. And then, uh, and then we are going to start now. I don't run those anymore, but I, I'm going to start now a support group for weight control. It's something that we should have more. According to, I think I talked to, to you about the, the, to check what is the need of the community. But that's, that's the important part. I, I forgot to mention this uh, last time that sometimes we go with a new start and we we should go on this disease focus, but uh, the main thing is that uh, we go, like we go in Hong Kong and we talk about new start, and I did a lot of that, and the main problem that they have sometimes is uh, depression and suicide, and we forget completely about that, and we focus on something that might be good, but uh, we leave behind a lot of needs, so thank you for reminding me yesterday that we have to check uh, is a doctor there. Well, what's your name again, Dr. Um, Lloyd Douglas? So he, he, can, he is uh, planning to go to Loma Linda. I was planning. We are negotiating that. But uh, he mentioned about that, that uh, the main thing is to do a screening to see what is the need of your surrounding community. Uh, community. And then you can push some stuff. And, and um, let's go back to this. I, I got my patient in, uh, I, will, I, will, I will see your hand there. I got my patient in, in to take eight servings of fruits and vegetables per day. And then she passed one week and she wrote there, she has to bring the report and then she said, Dr. Dos Santos, if I have to eat eight servings of fruits and vegetables per day, I cannot eat anything else. So that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> This is uh, supposed to be uh, uh, um, apple, a green, green apple. Yeah, you need to eat one serving of lemon per day. <laughs> Your life is going to be sour, I will tell you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think lemon you just have to, you have a, yeah, something yeah, in water. Please, don't use that much sugar as they put in this lemonade. I, I put like this on the lemonade in my cup, and then I fill up with water in, in, uh, to, to drink a little bit because uh, it's too sweet. Yeah, it be because... Yeah. No, it's good, it's good. I mean, I don't know about this, uh, this, all this business about, uh, I, have a, I have a pastor that came and, and did the 21 days with lemon, and uh, in 21 days he, he would do 21 uh, lemons, and then I said, uh, okay, but uh, 
21 days without eating is not that good. No, but I was good. And he has a, a problem with his uh, gallbladder and has some stones there. And so he did the diet and he was wonderful. And I told Pastor, but don't tell the church about that because uh, you might have problem with people going there and, and having... Uh, doing that and they, they don't have supervision so we stay with that a long time yeah, it's good for you, okay but, but he went to the church and he said oh, ah, lemon, lemon, lemon okay what happened? he passed two months he went to a pizza party and then he went from the pizza party directly to the emergency room 100 stones in his gallbladder so you, you cannot do those things and think that you can get away and, and do whatever you want later on. So I don't buy much on that. But uh, there are some benefits if you want to detox. And, but uh, the more important, don't forget, is the homework, is the lifestyle. You have to go and do a lifestyle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another, uh, that's the big question that they always ask in this. Uh, and... Uh, it's hard for me to understand to answer that. So, uh, well, first of all, if you can do organic better, yeah, so no doubt about it. So, but uh, if you are out of this country or even this country, I mean, you are gonna buy a tomato like these tomatoes here, the organic. You are gonna pay two or three dollars a pound. So, can you afford that? If you, the other one is going to be 99 cents a pound. So, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, you live in California, for you to get tomatoes from, uh, from here is going to be hard in the website. I mean, you cannot have fresh foods. Well, Yeah, yeah, well, that, in that, that way is, is, is okay. But, uh, uh, well, let me finish my answer because uh, you, are not, you don't allow me to finish. So I just, well, buy organic. Okay, that's the first one. Then let's go to the second one. The second part is that most of the research that we are saying here were not done by organic. So that, that's for you. Both, most of the research that is done in the prevention of cancer in the world, with fruits and vegetables, they are not whatsoever organic. So let's just keep that. The third one is that if you are concerned, you have to go to a list that she mentioned. There are several places that you can have a list of, of things. And mostly you have to know that uh, this one, like I go to, to the supermarket, they have organic bananas. So you are kidding me. Because with this hard organic pineapple, excuse me, because the, with this hard skin here, is, you are not going to have a problem with this. The oranges and, and, and watermelons is going to be less. This is a problem. This is the, the, one of the worst is the, uh, the strawberry. And then uh, tomato also is bad. Um, blueberries, if you can buy wild blueberries, much better. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm, so, I'm talking about. Yeah. Peaches are not good, too. Uh, so it has to be a hard, I mean, you have to peel it, so then you are, you are okay. But there is, there is some that, what is the worst food that can have pesticides? I see. You're, you're getting close. 
Grapes is bad, but it's a, it's a vegetable that you learn in high school. You, some high school kids do an experiment with that. They put a cup with paint, and then they put a celery stick on that. And in a couple of seconds, this celery... So, is the worst vegetable to eat is celery. So, if you want a celery, you buy, you buy organic, because... Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh huh. Asparagus. Yeah, asparagus is not hard. Hard, no? Asparagus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. But it was okay. But anyways, uh, you then you have to make a balance there. But uh, that that's the situation. I don't have any other answer than than that. Well, I, I, I always tell the story that this is the research saying that uh, it is protective even though with pesticides. So that's what I say. Because I am not in the ideal place and people might not, uh, might not have the money to buy that. And it's still, if you, if, you, if you are talking to a carnivore, people that eat meat, they are in bigger trouble than we are because the pesticides, they will sediment and deposit in the fat. So if you have a pesticides in your neighbor, you cannot eat the meat that a fish, by instance, is very polluted uh, because all the, the things that are going there and deposit in the lakes, in the water, so our, our beef is contaminated too. So you can argue like that, hey, you, you, you cannot escape from that. Yeah. The price is up. Yeah, the price will will be better, but it's still up. But that, but that's a is a good thing. Yeah. Well, all the all the research saying that uh, for pesticides it might not work. Whatever you do, that I mean, is inside and uh, it, it might not work uh, the washing thing. But you wash. I mean, we have to wash anyways. At least there is some contamination with salmonella that you are getting away with if you wash very well. Okay, let's, let's move on here. Uh, fruits and vegetables are rich in quercetin. Quercetin inhibits the mutation of the gen, gene P53. What's P53? Uh, now I got you. Protestant gene? Is <laughs> the suppressor gene. You see, we have the oncogene and we have the suppressor gene. Oncogene is the gene that uh, causes cancer. A, and then the cell has a suppressor gene that will fix the cell and cause apoptosis and then destroy the cells. So this is the gene that we want. But if there is a mutation on that, we, remember, remember the soldier that is dead there? Yeah, that's, the, that's what happened. So quercetin protects this gene. So that's a, the, the good advantage. So we have... Um, Green tea, capers, apples, on the, the, the biggest source is green tea and capers. So I have the, the levels here. Green tea has 2,000 milligrams or kilogram of, uh, of quercetin, and capers, 1,800. Uh, what's capers? This one is capers. Whatever. You, I never eat this. I, I didn't know that this was good, but... Uh, Usually, the, the vegetarian cuisine, they use that, uh, they pickle it. So you can, yeah. 
Yeah, you can pickle with uh, with lemon uh, juice and, and uh, vinegar, yeah, if you want. But we, but that's it. Um, there is another one we call lovage. That is the parsley family. This is a picture of this love, but I, I haven't seen this before. And you you can go away with apples and red onion. So also. Uh, Fruits and vegetables are reaching us uh, folic acid that protect against mutations. So the richest source of uh, folic acid is this one. Beans. And then uh, I am, uh, one time they call me Dr. Bean. Another time they call me Dr. Garlic because I promote these a lot. If something that you can eat more is beans. I mean, even with pesticides, they have low pesticides uh, because they go in, inside of a, a cover, so they, they might not be inside of the bean. But beans are good for diabetes. Beans are good for hypertension. The best food for weight control, best food for, uh, for uh, um, cancer, and best food for drop cholesterol. Any kinds of beans. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is there. So beans are the richest source of, pro, uh, of fiber that we have. I think I will have, uh, later on I will show you a, a, a table for that. Yeah, garbanzo, chickpeas, excellent. So that's the secret. When, once you, people say, well, I say I, I have a lot of gas uh, with beans, uh, and say, well, choose one. That uh, one being that is not that hard for you and, and that you can digest because there is thousands of varieties. Only soybean, there are 4,000 varieties of soybean, just soybean. So you can imagine how, how long. Um, just to finish, I will get to you. I have a weight control program and then people say, what's the best food? And I say, beans, beans, and beans. And then they said, beans? But beans give me gas. I say, well, gas will make you lighter. <laughs> that's great that's so good yeah. the, the, the best recipe the, 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 the best is this one I mean at least the one that I know but uh, now we have lemon to, 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 to do an experiment but if you put uh, uh, the, the beans in water and, and live for 2-3 hours then you throw this water if you do 2 times that you might eliminate the the, the, the enzymes that produce the gas. So you can do that also. Okay, um, here we have the cruciferous. The cruciferous are the vegetables that um, have a kind of a, a flower that is in the format of a cross. And cross is crooks in, uh, not crooks, but uh, crooks <laughs> in, in Latin and then means the bearing, cross bearing. So, what flower is this? Anybody? It's a, it, they call it in America rocket uh, lettuce, but it's a, a arugula, arugula or something. So you see the the, the taste. I have this planted in my in my garden. Uh, I don't have much of a garden, but my wife likes this type of vegetable. It's a little bitter. Uh, is uh, the Italian you like to use that, and so? Eat the flowers. No, no, the flower. When when the flower is like that, the this is gonna be too bitter and too strong. You you might not handle that. Yeah. So how about this? It's four. 
You should know that. No. Oh, my goodness. You don't know which one is that? You look like the guys that uh, Oliver was uh, doing this in, uh, in L.A. You know Chef Oliver? I will tell the story about this. This is spinach. Come on, guys. Spinach. Yeah. You haven't seen spinach, so you better check it out, okay? <laughs> How about this one? I have a clue here. Huh? This is a clue. Uh, here, other clue here, please. Oh, that's broccoli. Broccoli, ah. <laughs> and uh, this one is a little hard. It's, uh, it's also, it has a bee here, but uh, this, is, uh, this is cauliflower. Cauliflower. You don't know about that, huh? If you say, collard greens, who said so? Collard greens, yeah? You see the, the leaves here? Yeah, collard greens. This is the... Okay, you are good. I, I, I love this stuff, I mean, to, to, to go and, and, and check these things. Uh, um, but uh, the, 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 the funny thing is that uh, Oliver, this, uh, French, this uh, English, British uh, uh, chef, he went to a school in, I think it was in Minnesota, high school, uh, elementary school. And then he brought this truck full of of fat. And then he brought this, so he said, well, this is the amount of fat that you are eating per year in this school. And then he brought the kids, brought the kids together and the parents to see how much fat they were using. I, I did that, uh, if you are in my, in my class in the morning, so you already know that. But uh, then he got a tomato and, he, and a bottle of ketchup. And then they asked the, he asked the kids, you know what's that? So, no, no kid. There was no kid that knew what a tomato was. And then he asked, you know what's that? Yeah, just ketchup, ketchup. Oh. And they didn't know that ketchup was made by tomato. He bought a potato. And you know what's that? <laughs> we never seen a potato. A potato, I don't know. Then he bought a bag of french fries. Oh, french fries, french fries. <laughs> french fries are made from potato. Do you know that? Can you believe that? This guy went to L.A., and then he has a hard time in the L.A. school district because he want to bring the TV on, and the L.A. district did, didn't want to have the TV because to show how bad was their diet before. I don't know what they are doing there now, but, uh, but it's, it's, this is what's happening in this country. So if we don't uh, do something, we will have an epidemic of cancers here that we will not be able to control. Because we are not eating more of this stuff. We are eating. The best thing that you do with the kids is to teach them or, or, or work with them to cultivate, to, to buy and to prepare. Because then you have them on your side. That's a great idea. Okay, so fruits are, are rich also in lycopene, like uh, watermelon, tomatoes, and lycopene also protect against DNA mutations in the lungs and intestinal cells. So we have uh, lycopene here in tomatoes. Uh, uh, and then uh, beans and whole cereals, such as whole wheat bread and brown rice, can reduce the, the risk of stomach and, and, and pancreas cancer. It's not a very strong evidence, but they have some effect. So meat and cancer. So this was presented by this, uh, um, is, uh, I would say, expert in, in, the, in cancer that she went to Loma Linda 
She was from Europe. She was not Adventist. And she said, eating less meat can lower the risk of this cancer according to her research. Then uh, we, will, we have uh, a lot more on that uh, later on. Uh, too much salt is related to stomach cancer, uh, but mostly it's not related to salt itself, but uh, the process that they do on the, on the salt. Um, oh, I'm okay. Well, that's what I mentioned yesterday, that milk might prevent cancer or intestinal cancer. But, uh, well, and the, the association with milk and, and, and colon cancer is not strong. The association with milk and producing prostate cancer is not strong also. So, yeah, but unfortunately, uh, it's like the, the smoking problem. Uh, it's going to take a while until we get the, indus the industry to stop promoting this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, the lobbies, at least in this country, the lobbies are calling more than, than, than any health educator. So... And that's where we are. We have to form coalitions and people together to to speak up because nobody's going to do that if someone doesn't start. Okay, uh, <laughs> the involution theory. That's the involution theory. So. Okay, let's fat. So now we have a problem with fat. So. Too much fat will have a problem in the brain, in the eyes. Uh, because of diabetes, uh, liver, fat liver. Uh, you remember this guy that uh, Michael Spurlock yeah. spent uh, two months or, or three months in supersize, supersize me. And one of the things that he developed after he was eating only McDonald's food, he developed fat liver cancer, uh, fat liver cells. Just fat liver. <laughs> and, and then uh, we will say, well... Because until then, nobody mentioned a little bit. Uh, physicians would not mention much about that. Fat liver would be from cirrhosis or if you are obese. And not because you ate a McDonald's type of food. So even that we could use in science and say, hey, you are using this food, you are harming yourself. Just be careful. Okay, gallbladder stones, kidney stones, uh, uh, pro problems in your back because of the excess of weight. Thyroid problems, uh, esophagus reflux, GERD, lungs, uh, asthma, heart disease, uh, diabetes, uh, infertility, and, uh, and uh, problems in your knees and ankles and, uh, and hip. So we have enough problems with obesity. But uh, obesity can increase the uh, insulin growth factor one, and then uh, it, it will increase uh, leptin and insulin. And those, uh, most of them are, are promoters of cancer, uh, uh, cancer cells and will increase the risk of uh, colorectal cancer, uterus, pancreas, and kidney cancers, and leptin with colorectal and prostate cancer. So we have enough evidence on that. Type 2 diabetes and cancer. So diabetes have already uh, 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 enough consequences to be banned, but... Uh, if you have diabetes and you have insulin resistance, so you also have one promoter of cancer in your side. So those are the, the cancers that are mostly related to, uh, to um, obesity. And there is uh, a couple of more cancers that are added to this list, uh, like the thyroid cancer, 
Um, I believe uh, leukemia is also related to that. So there is a, I might need to update this. Uh, of, of course, this is what I took from that book. The book keeps on that. But there are some researchers saying that uh, the variety of cancer is, be, is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So if we need to, to be concerned about cancer, it's not just like eat fat or, or, or eat pesticides or not eating pesticides or eating meat or not eating meat, but uh, keeping your weight down because the weight, the weight up will, will be a mess. By the way, there is an interesting thing. If you lose, if you could take all your fat and when you make a surgery or whatever and analyze the fat, it will be rich of pesticides. You know that? It will be rich in pesticides. The pesticides go there and depositing our fat. So that's why when you go to a crash diet, you have to be careful. Because in the first time, you might intoxicate yourself. Because you might have release of this fat from the tissues and go to circulation. So you have to drink a lot of water and, and be under supervision on that. Well, this is... Uh, one slide that uh, I, I present a lecture in, uh, in, in Chile, and then I, this was made in Chile, in the Universidad of Valparaíso. They say, Don, uh, Don Ronald, American losses formed because of junk food. These burgers are making you fat. So um, it's a whole campaign that uh, they are doing against McDonald's in their country, and uh, this is something that we have to wake up. That, that, that's the main reason that we are against McDonald's, because they are buying our children. They are making up our children's mind. Children know more about Mr. Ronald McDonald than many other characters uh, around. Okay, so what is the best way to lose weight? So I have this picture of Dr. Zerbini, the first uh, surgeon in Brazil to do a heart transplant, and very famous in South America, but he is already dead. But uh, he was doing a speech, and then he, when the, in this speech he was explaining, when a person comes to my office with weight problems, and then I tell them, well, you have to control your food, and they say, oh, my daughter, I don't eat much. Then he would open a drawer and will show this picture. And then he said, do you see any fat people here? Oh, no, doctor. This is a, a Nazi concentration camp. Say, well, they don't have food and they cannot be fat. And then put in the, the, door again, the drawer and close down and that's it. <laughs> kind of a little Nazi way, but, uh, but uh, that uh, was his approach. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a video. So questions. Uh, mention four cancers related to cigarettes. Lung cancer. Prostate cancer. Prostate. Esophagus. Larynx. We could say that uh, we could say mention the ones that are not related. We might not find one that is not related. Uh, two cancers related to obesity, breast and pancreas. So let's talk about exercise now. Does exercise, is exercise good or bad? 
So exercise will decrease obesity is related to 5% of cancers, uh, I would say, doing exercise can relieve 5% of cancer, decrease. Lower risk of colon cancer, and that's a, a very good uh, um, uh, positive uh, uh, results here. Probably lower risk of breast and uterus cancer. And then if you control obesity, we have the whole list of cancers that could go indirectly. And then might be good for lung and pancreas. This is a joke. We need uh, one more break, huh? No? No need a break? Okay, that's good for me. We already, we already did that. Low exercise, you might put down your immunity. Normal exercise, you have a good immunity, but high exercise might stop your uh, immune system. So just be at, pay attention to that. Even though cyclists have uh, anti-leukemic uh, activity more than controls. So it means that exercise, uh, if you do, is still good. And um, this is the cancer death according to uh, fitness status. It's an old slide, uh, but it's, it's still good. So if you are poor fitness, your mortality for cancer in general is, for women and men, are increased. If you are moderate uh, fit, you, you, you have uh, almost half of mortality. And then if you are a good fitness, you have, uh, what, one-fifth or more, one-sixth of the, one of the mortality here. So there is no, no doubts about that in, in, across from the studies. So this is what uh, the new prescription for exercise. 150 minutes, uh, oh, I put hours, huh? <laughs> 150 minutes per week and 300 minutes per week. So please fix it up, your slide and your, your uh, handouts there. <laughs> then you are going to uh, quote me on that, and uh, it's going to be a problem. Uh, children is going to be one hour per day. And then we have this part here that is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. What's that? Anybody can help? Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. No, no. This is the simplest. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. This is a simple exercise. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis is the uh, exercise that you do while you are sitting down there, if you are. Or the ones that you do, yeah, this is, is one. But this, uh, it does not burn much calories. That's the only one, fidgeting. If, if, if you fidget, one finger is going to be 10 calories per hour that you burn. <laughs> but uh, they are dividing, they are uh, finding other types of uh, devices to, to help people that they stay sitting down. You have a pedal here, we have a, uh, a kind of uh, um, yeah, the one that you, what do you call that? I, I, don't, I, remember, I don't remember the name. And then uh, this is Dr. James Levine. This is the guy from Mayo Clinic. He is uh, working in his office. And then uh, he, bought a, he bought a computer there uh, and then uh, with a screening and a, a phone and a fax line. And then he works like that. So we can buy now uh, a desk that they call a, a treadmill desk. 
and then it costs um, about $1,500. So you say, oh, it's too much. Well, but if you want to save your life and do some exercise during the day, unless you, you stay giving the lecture like me, so I'm doing exercise, you are not. Let's stand up a little bit, please. And I will not stop talking. So move your legs, move your hands, and let's do something. If you do some exercise during the day like that, you can burn up to 350 calories extra per day. And then this is equivalent to 45 minutes walking, and then can bring 10 to 30 pounds of your weight down in one year. So, but we have to, the secret is not, do, not stay more than one hour sitting. We already passed one hour here. The other secret is that uh, try to, to walk down the stairs, up the stairs, do a little more on that. And uh, use your legs. Use more your legs as you can. Um, other things is that you can bring to your office some uh, equipment that, that you can do exercise. And then you should wear a pedometer. That's good also. Then you, you will... That's better. That's better. You cannot lie eh, with that. So it's important uh, this. There is a, a little bit of research that uh, if you don't do anything during the day and then you do an hour exercise in the gym, you, you, you counteract the benefit. Eight hours sitting, 10 hours sitting, and then one hour there in the gym is not good or not enough. So if you can do something during the day, much better. Okay, uh, if you want to stay standing up, I don't mind. If you will sit, you, you please sit, but I will continue here. Smoking, even exercise, uh, this is something complicated. Huh? Exercise for smokers, they have more, uh, less cancer than, uh, than people that don't exercise and don't smoke. What? People that exercise and smoke, fit people, they have less cancer than the guys that exercise, that don't exercise and don't smoke. So exercise is more important. Across from the studies, across from the advanced health study, one of the main things that they come out is that exercise is important to prevent, uh, um, to prevent disease and, and increase longevity. The same thing they, they found for exercise and obesity. Even if you are fat, but you exercise, you have less heart disease than the ones that are skinny and don't exercise. Uh -huh. And the same for high cholesterol. Exercise, high cholesterol, still better than non-exercise, normal cholesterol. So don't forget about that. We focus on diet much, but uh, for those things, we, 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 we figured out that exercise might have a, a way. So now we have something that is not related directly to lifestyle. Uh, we have the HPV human papilloma virus that is a cause of what kind of cancer? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you, someone mentioned the, the British way to say that. 
because here we say cervical cancer. But when I was in Hong Kong, they say cervical. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when I come here and I say cervical, I say, what? <laughs> but uh, anyways, 99% of people uh, um, that have cervical cancer have HPV. Uh, early, early sexual experience and multiple sexual partners are related to that. Uh, we will have, when we talk about cervical cancer, we will, we will talk a little more about this. And there is a big confusion with the Gardasil and Cervirax, uh, the, the vaccines for that. Some people are uh, disturbed with that. But we will get there. So, question. No, I said that I said in, in the first that uh, uh, we will go to a chapter of uh, of things that are not much of lifestyle, as we as we Adventists have it, but uh, is related to lifestyle, no doubts about that. This one particularly, yeah, is is uh, is a different is a sexual lifestyle, but is is no no doubts, and this creates a problem, you know, for for us because sometimes you have in the church someone with a cervical cancer and then. Just uh, married with the same wife and for years, and all of a sudden, well, um, it is a problem the pastor don't know, but we know. And then we say, oh, what's going on here now? <laughs> I mean, someone is, is jumping the fence. With cervical cancer. Yeah, that, that yeah. That, that's the problem. I mean, if someone has this cancer that is not sexual transmitted, it's going to be a very good exception. And that's what I'm trying to... I'm not saying that is impossible, but it's very rare nowadays. In the past, we have whatever, because they might, need, they might didn't know, or they might not know what was the cancer. But nowadays, this is related. It's like having AIDS without having sex. So for you to have uh, AIDS to not having transmission, you have to have in the, in the blood somewhere. This one is not going to go to the blood. Yeah, but, uh, but the, the other point is that you have to have constant... Uh, uh, um, it's not just one sexual contact that will cause that. So you have to have a, a, a constant contact in one way in your life to have this. But uh, anyway, so we are stuck in that. I even not talking about cervical cancer yet. I thought I thought you are going to help me. My goodness, you're going to enter in another discussion. <laughs> the vaccine. Oh, just. Just to cut off vaccination, there is no, no problem with vaccination, okay? No problem whatsoever vaccination. The problem, the, 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 the side effects with vaccination, they prove, is the same side effect that we have in normal life. So it's, it's not a problem. It's the ethical part of the vaccination that the problem. But the, the vaccination don't have anything. I'm not sure if you buy with me, but yeah. Ah, uh, that's uh, that's another thing. That's uh, that's the way to go. Circumcision. Uh, I don't think so. Circumcision does not do anything. 
What, what you are saying that? From where? No, this is, is, is not proven. The problem is, the problem is hygiene, okay, and, and sexual transmission. They, they got to the conclusion that you are circumcised. You, you might be in worse place than a non-circumcised because you are not going to have enough hygiene. You think, oh, I'm free now. But uh, it's, it's, it's not, this does not have anything anymore to do with that. So circumcised and non-circumcised, they, they don't have any effect on, on transmission of disease. Yeah, probably because less promiscuity. Probably. Probably less promiscuity because it's a transmission, transmission, transmitted disease. I consider that a transmitter. It's a virus disease that's transmitted. So you don't have uh, uh, a way to transmit. You might not have it. Let's go to AIDS, okay? Change the subject here. Enough trouble for one day. <laughs> AIDS is easy. Uh, well, the, the relationship between AIDS and, and cancer is that it decreases your immune system. AIDS attack the real factors that are, are supposed to fight the, the cancers. And then it's related to the Kaposi, sarcoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Hodgkin lymphomas, and then cancer everywhere. So this is one of the complications of the disease. At least one thing good is, uh, is, uh, is the picture of this virus. It's beautiful. Maybe you don't like that. I like it. HPV is beautiful. At least when they put a contrast, it's, it's beautiful. Then the Epstein-Barr virus is another one. And uh, we have a cytomegalovirus that is related to, to AIDS. And the Epstein-Barr virus that is related to the Burkitt's lymphoma and then uh, the pharyngeal cancer that is common in, uh, in, in, in Asia. Uh, other biologic agents, so we have the HBV, HCV, HCV virus that relate to liver cancer, human retrovirus that might relate to some lymphoma, Helicobacter pylori that is not a virus but is related to stomach cancer, and, uh, and then we have these uh, mostly in, in, in uh, schistosomosis in, in countries that have this parasite, like Brazil is common, this north of Brazil. Is, is very common, so when we have a lot of water and they have these snails, and they, 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 these snails are the hosts for this uh, uh, schistosoma, and then attack the, the, the liver and bladder. So this is the picture of uh, uh, Helicobacter pylori. So if you have a stomach uh, ulcer or if you have, if you have uh, indigestion, you should check for, for, for this bacteria and do the breath test that uh, they normally use in the clinics. To check if you have, and sometimes you need an antibiotic, or you might try charcoal. I believe charcoal will eliminate this. And even garlic eliminate this. I don't have a research. It's just a clinical uh, observation. But uh, I treated many patients with ulcers with garlic, uh, with garlic, no, with the charcoal. And they, and they improve it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, that, and that's, at least anything that is in your digestive system. I have, a, uh, maybe I don't have a time to talk about that. Let's go. HBV, so is the uh, hepatitis virus, and uh, then is a picture of that. So alcohol. Alcohol increases the, the risk of this cancer, mouth, pharyngeal, laryngeal, esophagus, colorectal, breast, and liver. So we have a, a, a big list of, uh, of, uh, of uh, effects here. 
um, there, is no there is no safe amount for alcohol, and that's the, the, in terms of cancer. Even uh, the moderate drink is a higher risk of cancer. There is a dose-response association. So this is what we found in science. When you have a dose-response association, we'll say, uh, that means that you increase the dose of something and increase the problem, then you have something that is not proven, but it's almost something evident. So alcohol and heart disease is a problem because low doses is a U relationship. Low doses will, let me see if I have this. No, I don't have. I will, I will come back to that. But low doses uh, will, will have uh, lower um, uh, uh, rates of heart disease. And so moderate dose will, will have a lower rate. And then high dose will have a higher rate again. So it's a U relationship. And that's a little confusing for, for uh, statistics to explain. It might not be a strong uh, evidence. But this one is strong. So when we get there, we are going to talk. So we have the sun. The sun produces radiations that can uh, uh, ultraviolet, that can uh, damage the, the DNA. And so we have more risk of, uh, of skin cancer. Um, is the, skin cancer is the most common cancer, but it's not that deadly. 90% carcinomas, and so let's see. It's rare in the skin covered by clothes, so this gives you uh, an idea. The problem here is that, uh, so we have all the benefits of the skin, but uh, skin also forms vitamin D, what is anti-carcinogen. So now they are saying that uh, vitamin D produced by the sun has a better benefit than the sun producing carcinomas in the skin. So it's, uh, it's something that uh, is, 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 is hard to, to, to put in there. It is. The, the, thing, the thing is still that uh, the sun uh, will, normally the sun will usually will cause my cancer, more cancer in the skin and then vitamin D will protect some other cancer, so it's, it might be different sites. So what I advise is that this is the main areas of, uh, of cancer in the body, so put a sombrero there, and, and you might be okay. And then you might need uh, to, to leave the other parts uh, uh, with cancer. But it's not good to stay, I mean, like a, 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 a chicken, a baked chicken there, and it's, it's not good to stay long times. Because the main problem with sun is not that you have the sun, but when you have sunburn. So this is the, the you have to avoid sunburn. So sunburn, if you keep getting this, and uh, one important thing is sunburn when you are a child. Many, many people that have cancer of the skin when they are old, they have sunburns when they are a child, children. So just pay attention to that. Other cancer factors, family history, occupational factors, growth, and perinatal factors, so let's go there. Um, we talk about hereditary, so now we have family history of 5%, and I mentioned about 10% and go until 20%. But this, every time you read someone, mention a different percentage on that. But uh, anyways, so we have some cancers that are running the family. Those three cancers are the most common that are hereditary or have some genes. Breast, ovary, and colorectal. Breast, uh, the breast and ovary that uh, are common in the Jewish 
And, and this one, they have, uh, uh, if you trace, you can trace this uh, even both on, or, or each one in, in the Jewish family, and it comes with generation. And I have a friend that she is not a Jewish, but she is Portuguese and Japanese, and, and she has a positive for that and uh, was very hard was very hard because she has to take uh, off of the both both uh, both breasts, and um, but now she has a daughter, and then uh, they might need to check if the daughter has the same thing, or at least the same gene. And this is the phrase that uh, you like to use: huh? faulty genes load again, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. So, and that's what I want to talk about: the epi, epigenetic theory, that even if you have the genes. Nowadays, they have the gene expression depends on your lifestyle. So this gene might be dormant the whole life and not affected. But if you start eating fat, you start uh, not doing exercise or smoking, this gene say, "Oops, that's a, now we have an environment and, and change this." Uh, so it's a it's a beginning of a thing, but it might is more complicated than than I am explaining here. But at least it's something new that will put, uh, is it nature or nurture, put in, in, in doubt that maybe everything that we do is not uh, genetic, but uh, there is a big influence of what we, we do on that. And I remember one time I was uh, taking a look about uh, um, a, a story about a bird that they have in, uh, in the, um, what they call it, this island, uh, Pasqua. Is, is on Chile. So they have this bird in the Pascua Island in Chile, and they have the same uh, bird in the continent in Chile. But uh, in the Pascua Island, the bird does not have wings. And in the Chile con in the continent, the, the bird, same family, it has, it has wings. So ended up that they studied this, and they found out that the, the bird in the uh, island does not have wings because he eats just the worms in the, in, the, in the ground. And in Chile, they don't have the words in the ground. They, 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 they fly, the bird has to fly to get the words. So I'm not talking about evolution theory, but uh, what they have is that they, they, they did the, the mapping of the genes was exactly the same. But uh, this gene was expressed according to the need. And then this expression developed the wings, and this one does not need the wings. He killed the wings or, or didn't develop the wings. So this is, it helps us to understand that uh, if we do, if we mess up with lifestyle, our genes might, might become active here. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a responsibility out there. There is something, uh, this stuff is, is, is exciting sometimes and, and is, is being a little more developed. Like uh, they study some uh, di diabetes that when they found a genetic pattern. So they have two groups of people. One group was with a genetic pathway, a genetic alteration. The other was without gen gene alteration. But both have diabetes. So when they did the lifestyle, guess what? The ones that have the genetic problem were the ones that control better the disease with the lifestyle change than the ones that didn't have. So there is something interesting about these patterns that uh, uh, it looks like if you have the gene, if you go for a lifestyle, it's going to have more effects than if you don't.
it's up to you to decide that. But like this is a, I mean, on the lines of uh, of genetic disease, uh, this is something interesting about diabetes. That if something is genetic, is diabetes. Uh, but uh, the the Japanese in Japan, this is the rate of diabetes that they have. So when they move to Washington State, the the the, the rates of diabetes increase a, a lot, and uh, even more than us here. You see, when you go, you go me strong. So they might have a genetic problem here. That was expressed because of the lifestyle and expressed very strongly here. But in Tokyo, that they don't have the environment to express, they have all the, the Japanese-style food that somehow controlled, only the, no much fat, no much sugar, whatever. I, I, I don't know what is the Japanese food, but maybe you know, huh, Kenneth? <laughs> okay, let's move that. Um, then occupational factors, I'm not going to stay there, but this is uh, the substance that may, may cause different cancer if you work in the factory. Um, so I will go uh, ahead. And, and so uh, this is a little complicated, but uh, if, if your kids are eating too much of those junk food, you increase the risk of uh, uh, breast cancer. That is related to taller girls and women. Who? So it looks like if uh, they are tall, but they are tall because they eat a lot of uh, energy-rich food during the puberty, and then this will increase the risk of, uh, of, uh, of this cancer here. And then uh, overweight babies, uh, of course, are not uh, uh, healthy. Uh, at least they will have a high risk of prostate and breast cancer. So today they are checking. Uh, there is a... a, a, a a department of medicine that is checking the, the health of the mother before she gets pregnant to foresee what's going to happen with her kid. Can you believe that? And then, uh, so I have a friend uh, from Rio Grande do Sul. He came to a lecture and, uh, from the university, uh, Federal University of Rio Grande do Sul in Brazil that was spe specialized on this, how to predict how, what kind of, uh, of uh, disease you are going to have before you are born. Can you believe that? Yeah, but it's related to that. So the, you have to tell your, your community that uh, before pregnancy, they already set up the things for their kids. So we have to, to control this and prevent this uh, exercise for the adolescents. So poverty, if you are low socioeconomic status, you have more of this cancer, lung, cervical, and stomach cancer. Not because money will save you, but because of uh, education, hygiene, or, or because you smoke more, you drink more, you eat more junk food because it's cheap, and uh, you, you eat more, less fruits and vegetables, and you have more infections, more, less hygiene here. Uh, then this is reprodu the productive factors. This is the problem with uh, uh, high risk of breast cancer and ovary cancer if you have uh, early menarche and then a, a late menopause. So if you have higher expose, uh, uh, higher exposition exposure to uh, estrogen, you have a high risk of uh, uh, hormone-related uh, female cancers. Yeah, it's a 
Well, it's something that still has uh, other factors involved. It's not just that, but uh, w the bombardment of sex uh, in our society make these this boys and girls to mature early also. And then uh, it's, uh, so you give them a wrong diet and you bombard them with sex and then what do you expect? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very hard, but uh, no doubts about that. Uh, but it's not just uh, meat, it's animal fat and it's fat, yeah. It's, it's all cheese and, and things like that. So that will make the fat for them. And why is that that fatting uh, uh, accelerate the menarche? Why is that? Why we have menarche? Well, I mean, why do you have menarche? Not me. I believe, I believe it's fat itself. Not, not, uh, not that much the home, but uh, that's my opinion. I don't know. I, I think it's just the fat because fat will 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 increase the production of uh, of uh, of uh, estrogen. But the, the thing is that uh, my question, and nobody answered my question, but uh, but I have a question first, and nobody answered my question. Why is that that fat will make a man a menarch earlier? For? Why we have menarche? To have a baby. We will have a baby when you have enough fat to handle nine months of pregnancy. So that's the physio physiology of that. So then you are growing, and then until you build up this, used to be our menarche, let's see, used to be 18 years old, 17 years old in, in the 1900s. Now it's 12, 11, 12. 13. In the, in the United States, it's 12 years old. Yeah. So now uh, your question. Agree with me? <laughs> I didn't get that. Late menopause? Yeah. Be, be, beyond, beyond 55 or... Yeah. I don't know, doctor. Do you think? Late? Yeah. Uh, above 55, she's saying, and the average is 51.3. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the more soybean, and they don't have the they don't have the symptoms. Not in the eastern China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They will have. So that's that's very clear. We will get there. Um, pollution might also increase the the risk of of some uh, mostly lung cancer. So if you live in a city. Even if you don't smoke, you are, uh, you are under uh, pollution, so we cannot escape that. Radiation can cause this cancer, so that's a concern that we have last time. 
x-rays uh, have all of these, but uh, mostly is for those that work in, in radiation centers, huh? The killer, yeah. yeah. The killer. The killer, yeah. Yeah, uh, fr uh, colleagues and... Yeah, still. Some uh, transplant people, that's why they have to balance. When they give a transplant to a patient, they need to know if this patient will uh, benefit from that because uh, they have to do uh, drugs to reject it. To, to block the rejection of the, of the organ, and that the, those drugs are, are, are cause cancer-causing drugs. So uh, dialysis are related also to cancer of the kidneys. And then uh, some procedures, anabolic steroids, tamoxifen that they use for breast cancer can cause uh, endometrial cancer. Uh, they used to have this drug, phenacetin, that could cause the, we don't use that anymore. Uh, contraceptives uh, protect the cancer of ovary and uterus, but increase the, the liver and, and breast cancer. So you have both uh, sides there, but uh, whatever. Now we have to do something about that. So uh, uh, we finish. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Uh, before we, we still have 30 minutes that I will call, we start the other, we'll see if I can finish the other one. Uh, but uh, I want to just make a point that when you do lectures for the community, try to s incorporate a little bit of, uh, of a Bible verse. It's always good for the community when they, they see that and they, we connect. We, if we can connect the, the verse with the message, much, much better. In this case, I would say, well, don't worry much because uh, we, if you have Jesus Christ, I mean, you have the promise of eternal life and and he, he will help you to develop a good lifestyle, and then he will help you to have a, Even if you are sick, he will be with you. Okay, let, uh, let me go to... He's gonna t if you have a question, you better ask now, because it's going to take a couple of minutes, uh, seconds to go to another. End of two. Well, these ones... The, this one was a long lecture. The, from now on, it's not that long, uh, I hope. Prostate cancer. So let's skip them. This one is good for women. Your, your cancer risk? I only can tell you for sure that you will never have prostate cancer. There's some consolation. <laughs> oh, you are going to disagree with that, man. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, okay. And then most of the men will have that, so 
Prostate cancer is a common cause of death in men uh, age 75. Uh, it's very rare in uh, men younger than 40. So the diagnosis is still PSA. Uh, the digital rat examination is the one that, well, they are challenging the PSA, but uh, I would say this one is the one that uh, we, we, some studies are, are, are found that 20% of prostate cancer have normal di digital rat examination. So ooh, maybe we, are, we can skip this one that is more scary, but keep this one at least. But still, the doctors would do both, and they will make a combination of that. Normal should be normal less than four, and then a value of five or more, the person should go to a urologist and then uh, do examination. Um, if, uh, the, the, the main thing here is to, is to keep a, a baseline. You have to have a, a knowledge of your PSA, and then if you have a peak, then you have to check it out. What if it's lower than normal? Huh? What if it's lower than normal? Lower than normal. Yeah, one point. I mean, the value here is less than four. It doesn't matter how low. 1.8 is not lower, it's normal. Lower, lower would be point something. Point... Yeah. 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 But one, if it's one, is already normal level, and then. Uh, but doctor, um, after, if we have a um, PSA of five, Yeah, you can because we have BPH. Yeah, and we have some other cause of uh, of prostate cancer, but um, anyways. I, I think it still uh, is, a, is a test that we should do because I have seen many people that if they do the PSA, they would be dead. Uh, for African-Americans, uh, if they have anybody in their family uh, that had the, PA, the, the uh, prostate cancer, they have the, to do the PSA with four years old, and then an increase for 2.5 will uh, indicate that they should refer to the uh, urologist. So this is uh, based on the American Cancer Society guidelines again. So we have the reference here. It's not I am, that's uh, what I'm saying here. Um, the second common, is, is the second common cancer in the world is sixth most common cause of cancer death. So it's not that uh, killer. 60% survive after five years, so not bad. In the United States, it's 76 is a second cause of cancer deaths in, in, in the United States because of the volume that we have. Symptoms, uh, well, you have some difficulty to urine, but uh, when you have that, it might be too late. So, but uh, anyways, you might not have uh, prostate cancer. You might have uh, benign prostate hypertrophy, that is BPH that uh, it might not be uh, cancer, uh, and then you have to check for that. It's more common in African-Americans, and um, it increases if the mother has had uh, uh, breast cancer in premenopause, and then uh, it's related to hormone testosterone, even though it's not related to, to sexual activity. Uh, I still don't know about that very well, but uh, they mention across of the studies that it's not. But uh, I'm not sure. 
Most men will die in this cancer if they reach the age of 100. So it looks like uh, everyone is in the same boat here. We will have sooner or later or something like that. Uh, but they will die with something else rather than prostate cancer. It's rare over 40. It's more common over 60. And then there are other causes. Contact with the orange agents if you are a military and have been to the war. Uh, drinking too much alcohol, farmers because of a uh, high level of pesticides, and if you have a high fat and animal diet, uh, uh, workers in tire plants, painters, and uh, the ones that are exposed to cadmium. Um, is a cancer of high income countries. You see, the incidence here is 100 for 100,000. So if you go to China, Asia, it's 10 by 100,000. So it, 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 it makes uh, a little bit to think about uh, what is happening there. And then I will show you a rate from China that I got from the China study, how it is uh, uh, um, that uh, Chinese, when they come here, they got too close to this. And then in, in they, yeah. Um, ah, here, yeah. So it is one for 100,000 in China, and in the United States, they come by 19 times as much prostate cancer as they have there. The same Chinese living in, in Chinatown in San Francisco. So this might be related to the lifestyle that they have in this country that uh, they add to their, uh, to their life. So I, here is a lot of different treatments. I, I'm not going to stay on that. Then we have the Gleason stores. Just to know if a person has prostate cancer, uh, two to five score means low-grade prostate cancer. Some, some might come to your church and ask about that. Six to seven is the most, more common. It, it means that the intermediate. So it's not that, uh, those two are not that dreadful. Uh, 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 but uh, the, the, the eight, eight to 10 is, uh, is a high grade of cancer in my spread. And, in my, in my, in my, this one that is more serious. Uh, uh, what? I think we already talked about that, but uh, yeah, and I will remind you again. You, you wait until the end. We are going to go back to. Because we are going to talk about, yeah, we have time to talk about prostate cancer, uh, prostate cancer, benign prostate hypertrophy is, is on the chapter here. We are on our way. We are going to get there. So now, uh, food, meat, poultry, and dairy products were most likely to die from prostate cancer. Men who ate the unrefined plant foods and nuts were least to die uh, uh, of this cancer. So there is something that, uh, that we can uh, think then you might have a protection with lycopene. With, uh, with, uh, but here, you see, you have uh, a selenium, and eggs are rich in selenium. So we don't like that, but uh, that's what we, we have there. But other things are, are, are also rich in selenium. Uh, legumes. We have here beans and beans and beans are, are very good for prostate cancer. So let's go to the advanced health studies. So the first time we talk about that. 179 cases of prostate cancer among Adventists in California in, in the advanced health study one. 
And then what was protective? Dry fruits, consumption of dry fruits like uh, uva, uh, grape, raisins, okay? I, I'm with Portuguese, Spanish, and sometimes I skip one word. 40% reduction in risk when they eat more raisins here. Tomatoes and beans, probably protective, not that uh, as evident. And then they found this, and they cannot explain this. Why is that in the advanced studies, 50% increased risk when they eat fish? So uh, is the, the, the results are, we are looking for the answers in the advanced health study too, to see if this will, 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 will be confirmed. Yeah. It might be. It might be. Yeah. It might be. It might be. But who knows what is that? So, they are not. Uh, they are not making much fuss on that. But uh, in the second advanced health study, because they didn't have much vegans in this in this to compare, and so they would compare with other uh, different. Uh, Vegetarian, ovo lacto vegetarian, uh, and, 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 and meat eaters and fish eaters, and so to have a little more uh, evidence on that. We, are, we already talked about uh, This is something interesting pomegranate pome, pome and prostate cancer. So they did uh, a study here that uh, pomegranate juice is low the progression of prostate cancer after treatment. So uh, they when they gave this, uh, this um, uh, pomegranate juice, they, they would have a PSA control stable four times longer for men who drank the juice. So after a prostate cancer and after they did the treatment, so it looks like there is something on this juice, uh, an antioxidant that uh, will help. And then in rats, they mention, they mention uh, or in laboratory mice, that uh, uh, slow growth of prostate tumors uh, after they are treated with pomegranate juice. So, eat, drink more of it. And then we have these two things here. A diet rich in calcium may be related to advanced and more rapid forms of cancer, uh, prostate cancer. And milk and dairy foods probably. This is a little uh, uh, more related. This is probably related to prostate cancer. And this is more also related to advanced uh, forms of prostate cancer. Uh, Go ahead. Just at those two weeks, probably within that association, I mean, the others uh, did not... I, I don't know, but I have to check on that, man, because uh, the research is not saying that. Well, the research is not saying that. The, yeah, you, you, you might, but uh, what I'm saying, it can be an individual study, but uh, in general, the research does not say that. We have the last... Uh, the last Congress uh, of Vegetarian Nutrition in 2008, we have researchers from all around the world. Nobody could point uh, a, strong, a strong association with milk and, and, and prostate cancer. Only with the uh, advanced case. It's not that we have to be careful to not bias things. Eh? Right. Because, by the way, Ellen White never mentioned that milk causes cancer. So I, I'm not defending. But uh, she mentioned that uh, uh, two or three citations, I was checking across the books to see where the, she mentioned about cancer. We have two or three citations that she mentioned that meat causes cancer. And that's it. 
And then and she mentioned about the germs of cancer, and people are criticizing her because what kind of germs were, were that? And then was it a virus, or was it a bacteria, was it a whatever? So we don't know about that, according to her. We don't have, we cannot base everything on Ellen White because there are some things that she didn't know. She was not a physician. But um, I'm not defending it. I, I, we have to be careful to push things beyond what is the truth. For what? For diabetes 1? And I miss two? Type 1 uh, does not relate to milk. Does not? It's lack of breastfeeding. If you, have, if you give soy milk, you have the same. <laughs> well, we want to prove that we are right, and that's the, the main problem. We have to go with what, we, we, there are two things here, okay? We have to go with our lifestyle and then follow our lifestyle the best way possible. And then what Ellen White said, we have to follow, okay? That's, that's good, and then we go there. But beyond that, if, if something happens, we cannot uh, force the science to go to our side. Because like we, we mentioned that, um, you know, we are, we are so biased on that. We have to be honest with ourselves. There are some books that we wrote from Adventists that mentioned that uh, vegetarians have 20% less uh, heart disease when they are vegans. And then, uh, and then, well, it's true, but it's true just for women or for men. And then for men and women, has, uh, if they are over-lacto vegetarian, they have, they, have, they have less heart disease than if they are vegan. But I never mentioned that because we want to go for vegan. We, we want to push for that. So I believe this, this discussion, uh, maybe we should stop that discussion because they're not going to go anywhere here and I, I have to finish this lecture. I have 20 minutes and then... You are, you are exhausting my late, late discussion when we get to this issue later on in, in the first lecture here. Yeah, I believe that. I, I, I think we are in the same pace there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what I need. Thank you very much. Please. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't drink milk. I'm a vegan guy. But uh, I have a hard time to consider myself vegan because I don't like the name. The name is, is, is very bad. Create a, 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 in the church, create a division right there. You are vegan, okay. Uh, let me, I'll talk to you later. Or, or another way, I mean, you, you, you well, I was raised in a, in a community that uh, if, you are, if you are vegan, uh, you, you might more likely go to heaven. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just sharing with you what, what is happening, what was happening in my community. And, and this is, might be around, it's still in some circle. So just, just be reasonable with that. And we have to figure it out that some, some places in this world, 
that's why we cannot generalize that. Some people might still need to eat meat because they don't have anything else. Which milk? Goat, goat milk. Goat milk is rich in antioxidants, and I don't like goat milk. It smells bad and tastes bad, so I don't like it. That's what is not good. <laughs> now, the, there is a there is a, a research now. It is rich in fat, but is much more rich in protein and has more omega-3 fatty acids because most of the goats, uh, the goats they eat uh, good food. So it looks like it's better than, than, than cow's milk. If you can tolerate that, it's better. But uh, the new blue zone that they found now is in Ikaria in Greece. I'm not sure if you have heard about it. Ikaria in Greece, they have an island, and people live longer in that island. Guess what? They eat goat milk and goat cheese. That's what they eat. So it might be uh, another way. You have two goats? <laughs> well, I believe nobody, nobody knows much about that. And if we want a more answer about that, we have to wait a little bit more, maybe five or, or, or seven years more, until we have the result of the second Adventist Health Study. Then we will have more answers to those questions because vegans is messed up in, in Europe. I, I saw the guy making the vegan thing, uh, comparing vegans in Europe, but the vegans are not healthy there. I mean, they eat a lot of trash and they are not eating uh, vegetable. And then, huh? Yeah, trash food, junk food, okay? You are eating a lot of uh, ice cream uh, or, or soybean things, but a lot of sugar, that's what I mean. Yeah, so the European type of vegan is just don't eat meat and don't eat dairy, but they eat a lot of junk. That's what I mean. Okay, sorry about my words. Well, your father and your son. Yeah, when, when he gets there, he should be concerned, and you should be concerned and have a good lifestyle and a good diet. And, and, and uh, that's. But genetics is, is affected by lifestyle. That's what I, I, I'm talking here. It might, it might have a function because there is a crossover between breast cancer and prostate cancer across. Uh, uh, he, he, might, he might have a higher risk. He might. But that's what I believe. And I don't know if someone dis disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It might be because the extreme is, 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 is something that we have to avoid. And I have many patients, uh, vegan patients, with, uh, with uh, back, back pain and lack of vitamin B12. So I have those pastors in my, in my and pastors, not just pastors. 
But uh, we have to say, you, you, where is your B12 coming from? Nowhere. So you have to have that. Okay, I don't know why we stuck on that, but uh, it's just because prostate cancer, I mean, that's the last research that I have. So we have to confirm with this guy if he have something that are really making uh, more prostate cancer with milk because the research is not saying that much. Uh, both here and, and, and then uh, uh, even Harvard is not saying that, but we'll go there. So the mechanism for that is that the milk will, will increase the insulin growth factor one, and then this will uh, increase prostate cancer risk in some studies. Uh, and then lack of calcium will drop uh, vitamin D, and then rats with, uh, treated with vitamin D had smaller prostate tumor and less metastasis. So definitely we know that vitamin D might protect against prostate cancer. Uh, now, the processed meats that uh, you mentioned before, they contain nitrates, and nitrates uh, produce N-nitroso components that will uh, produce mutations, and, and they are considered carcinogens. Uh, processed meats uh, have uh, a lot of those things, and they are not good for us uh, uh, because they have the same substance that cigarette smoking has, the PAH, or benzopyrene. Dr. Ornish uh, uh, was one Adventist doctor. He should be Adventist because he, he does some research that benefits us. But he uh, was the one that could revert heart disease with changing lifestyle and then uh, developing a vegetarian diet and low fat, low fiber. So he did a study with uh, prostate cancer patients, 87 men, they separating two groups, one group with lifestyle and one group not doing much. In the lifestyle, they did a vegan diet, lots of fruits and vegetables, low-fat diet, less than 10%, exercise three hours per week, and meditation and, and things like that. So the results showed that uh, uh, in the, after three months, there is a, a drop in 5% in of the PSA in the lifestyle group, and in the control group was 1% increase the, the PSA. After one year, the PSA decreased 3% in the lifestyle and increased 7% in the control. So it looks like there is a, a, a benefit here for prostate cancer if you go on that kind of diet. Inhibition of the growth prostate cancer cell, this is a factor that, uh, that uh, they can measure the, the growth of the prostate cancer cell. It was decreased 67% uh, in the lifestyle and decreased only 12% in the control. So there is some evidence that uh, really vegan is the best way for prostate, no doubts about that. Um, I will not talk about this guy. Um, uh, prevention, why not? Because I don't have the time. Uh, um, I want to finish this today. Okay, I want to talk about BPH a little bit. Benign in prostate hyperplasia. So this is the enlargement of prostate gland that is common to older men and is non-cancerous. So uh, this will have the same uh, symptoms that you have when, when you have prostate cancer. So this is the symptoms here. And then uh, this is the mechanism here. When you have the enlarged prostate, you, you block the passage of urine here. And that's why you have a difficulty to urinate. You urinate more at night. 
and you have uh, urgency and leaking and dribbling, uh, and then uh, a hesitant and interrupted weak string. So some signs of blood uh, uh, BPH are similar to prostate cancer, and so, but uh, there is no relationship. Uh, at least that's why they are saying now. Uh, but a man with BPH can have prostate cancer. So just because you have BPH does not mean that you're not going to have prostate cancer. Oh, it's not going to turn on cross and prostate, but you are a man. It's still a man, I believe. And then, and then you might have to have that. The National Cancer Institute and the American Cancer Society have recommended that all men over 40 have a, a digital rat examination to, to screen for, for prostate cancer anyways. These are very painful treatments that they do for, for, for these. Uh, uh, the laser surgery looks like it's the best one nowadays that will not uh, harm too much. Um, they, have, they have some medication that help to treat this. Um, I don't know. This medication might be, and so this is the one that uh, will increase your pH, uh, PSA. So if you, if you have this thing, you might, your prostate cells can create a, a PSA that uh, it can go over five. It's not, uh, it's, not, uh, um, it's not common to go that high, but it can go a, a little bit. The salpalmito is a, is a herbal that they say that uh, will improve the symptoms of uh, uh, benign prostate hypertrophy. But this was not being consistently uh, in, in, in many uh, studies. And then it might not be different than the placebo. But what we know here is that uh, if this is, there is no negative effects. So if you think, if the person used that and relieved the symptoms, uh, why not? We don't have any harm uh, brought by this herbal, so I, I would go for it. So this is the uh, plant that we are talking about, Sao Palmito. It's a, it's a kind of a palm tree. There are other herbals that are being uh, uh, tried on that. This beta-cystosterol, cytosterol from uh, Africa, African star grass, and the pigeon uh, from the bark of uh, all of them African, but uh, you, might, you might find this in some herbal stores. And this, uh, well, I finished before I thought. So now we go back to, the, to this thing. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, you, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring to you any of the disease that I brought unto the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So we have a pathway for us, and uh, we follow that. We will be, we'll be in the right track if we don't. Questions, and now we have a couple of minutes. If you, now I am rest, you can ask whatever. I finished my job for today. Complicated issue, my goodness. Uh, the problem is that is the best treatment for, for prostate because it will not kill the surrounding cells. The problem with that is that once you make a diagnosis in the prostate, 
and you, you find that the, the, the cancer in one cell, you, you might have cancer in the other, in, in one side of the, 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 the process. You might have cancer in the other side. So if you do a proton therapy just for this side, you might get in trouble when the cancer develops in the other side. Because then you cannot do proton, you cannot do surgery, you cannot do cryo, you cannot do anything. You have to go for home. One is a, I have two patients that have this corollary of, of things because they just irradiate the one side. So I would say it's, it's hard to, because the biopsy is, done, is doing by needles and they punch a lot, a lot of needles there and then they get the samples. So if they do the needles and they found in one side, probably they will have another side. But I don't know if they will irradiate both sides for that. I believe they will just keep the, the one side. So that's the, the problem. It is the best treatment because in terms of follow-up, will not uh, affect your performance, sexual performance, or, or urinary incontinence. So for that, wonderful. But it has this, this, this side effect that you have to consider. So I suppose not to, to say that, but I have to be honest. Because I am from Loma Linda, I should promote the proton therapy, but uh, I have to be honest with that. No, there is no side effect. No, the side effect is, compared to radiation, there is no side effect on that. A little bit of, uh, of uh, retaining water, a little bit, but uh, most of the, the, the patients feel very good. We deal with them all the time. Because it, it concentrates, the radiation is very localized. It can go to only prostate cells and, and, and kill the ones that have cancer very easy. Okay, guys, any other question? Any other disagreement? <laughs> This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.